Mana 3 Media. This is the Book Publicist Podcast, powered by Local PR Toolkit. I'm your host, Jason Jones, and I'm a longtime book publicist and agent. We're going to talk to publicists, media, publishers, and authors and give you a peek behind the curtain into the world of book marketing and publicity. So, my marketing and publicity starved author friends, let's go! Welcome to another episode of the Book Publicist Podcast. I am your host, Jason Jones, joined once again by the greatest pod producer in all the land, mm. David Wilkinson Esquire. Esquire. I almost called you pod person in all the land. <laughs> Esquire. That's good. I like that. I yeah, like man. That. Hey, so uh, listen, for people who may not have uh, heard our, any of our previous episodes, maybe you're just jumping in here today for the first time, this is only our fourth yeah. in our first season. This is a show where we're going to talk to some really, really cool people, smart people in the publishing industry, publicists, authors, publishers, media, and we're going to give our audience, many of whom are authors of the self-published variety, I'm assuming, a peek behind the curtain. They're going to be able to see what it, it looks like inside the publishing house and inside you know, what we do every day. We're the folks that a lot of times they don't have access to. I had so many uh, authors reach out to me over the last couple of years running you know, the agency that um, either couldn't afford a publicist, uh, publicists wouldn't give them any of their time, they don't know how to do any of this themselves. So I thought, you know what, we need to give those folks access to us. And maybe by listening to some of our conversations about how we do what we do, they can pick up on some things and learn to do some of their own publicity work. So that's kind of the idea. And when you told me that, I said, hey, you need a podcast. I agreed. And Here we, we are. Katie Hall. Katie Hall. Yeah, Katie's so cool. Uh, Katie and I have a history together at Thomas Nelson uh, slash Harper Collins Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We spent years together there. Um, went on some really cool trips to New York, um, you know, uh, publicity tours and things like that man she's a trip um katie's really cool she led the fiction uh, group uh, publicity group at nelson for years and so the first three conversations we've had with the podcast have been geared more towards i think more towards the nonfiction author right. but you know so many of our listeners are fiction authors mm-hmm. too and and i think there's always been this idea that fiction uh publicity for fiction books fiction authors is uh you know that there's just not a lot there to do but that's not entirely true mm. katie's got a lot of good information yeah. which our, our listeners will will come to find out here in just a few minutes so this these next two episodes starting today are are more for our fiction author mm-hmm. listeners um because it is a very different uh job pitching publicity for a fiction author than it is for a nonfiction. so we're gonna kind of give them some really useful info and super cool katie actually came to the hq for this one yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. She's a yoga instructor too, by the way. We did um, a lot of this pod. I was kind of um, standing. What's the uh, pose called there? Where I was kind of on my well, um, my eyes were closed. I was doing crisscross applesauce. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> All right, this is a great conversation, man. So everybody, enjoy uh, Katie Hall. It is so good. To have you here, Katie Hall. Thank you for having me, Jason Jones. We spent all these years together at HarperCollins. You are no longer working in the book industry, right? But That's right. Yeah, what are you tell me what you're doing yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. You know, storytelling is always at the heart of what I do. I love re- working with authors. I love working with with storytellers in general. I 
telling the story of a great organization uh, has become my day job. And so I work for a nonprofit uh, here in, in our hometown in Murfreesboro, uh, helping to tell the story about what God's doing in the, the lives of these men uh, at Renewed Life Ministries. We're a 12-month recovery program uh, for men who are overcoming all sorts of addictions. Um, great, great, great men uh, who are just doing the hard work uh, to to overcome the things that are holding them back mm-hmm. um, from leading the lives that they need to as as husbands as as fathers as uh, as children uh, and beyond that I, also that year I got my yoga teacher certification uh, we've talked a little bit about that uh, and and that came specifically from my work with novelists that I was working with these writers who were secluded in their homes, mm-hmm. uh, who were physically sore from just the hours <laughs> of butt and chair, right? Yeah, right. Um, and so that became uh, the first kind of entry point for me uh, with, with yoga, was working with these authors who uh, who needed the, the physical relief and the kind of mental and spiritual relief that yoga could provide them. Um, so working with creatives in that space. Huh. Awesome. So for the yeah. people that can't see you right yeah. now, which is everyone, you're actually standing on your head That's right. right now That's right. Yeah. while you're, we're having this conversation. Yeah. You're an excellent yoga instructor, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, Katie Hall was one of the best for a long time fiction publicists out there, spent years and years with me at HarperCollins, and um, we wanted to have you on the show to talk about doing publicity for fiction authors. It's not something we've talked about a lot over our uh, our first number of episodes, and it's obviously uh, something that is, is very different animal than, than pitching uh, media for nonfiction authors, but you got a, a wealth of experience, worked with some incredible authors, and me, working on the nonfiction side, you know, we knew each other, and we went on some fun trips and some things, but didn't overlap that much in the building and, and, and daily and what we were doing because like I said it's just fiction and nonfiction were just almost com- completely different jobs and so a lot of the authors that we're going to be working with I anticipate with uh, the local PR toolkit um, you know product that we're getting that we're rolling out um, are going to be fiction authors and of course some of the principles in pitching fiction and nonfiction are the same but so many are different. So let's talk about those today. So thank you, by the way, too, for coming to my neck of the woods. You're in my office. Yeah. So um, we've got a nice quiet space, no no disturbances, plenty of coffee. So we're good to go. Know, we can right? talk as long as we want. It's gorgeous. I think you've got a hidden gem up here. <laughs> it's a great space. So yes, thank you for having me. Um, I think I'll start with the honest truth is that if you're an expert in what you've written about, if you've followed that advice to write what you know, or if you've taken the time to do the research on the story that you're telling in a novel, uh, then you have the expertise just like a nonfiction author would have. Um, and so tuning your ear towards that in the news, uh, listening for stories that, uh, that, that might uh, intersect with your area of expertise is certainly gonna be the same for a novelist. Um, so paying attention to what's happening in the local uh, talk radio, local news, uh, both broadcasting and print, uh, is certainly still worth your time if you're a novelist. Uh, beyond that, I think what you hear a lot about for for readers, I always like to say to my novelists, um, we're we're a, a not a scarcity uh, model at all. There's so much abundance. A reader is a reader is a reader, uh, and in in the fiction world. Uh, 
I feel like every time you get lost in a story, it only encourages you to want to get lost in another one quickly. Uh, so we, we worked closely uh, with reading conferences, with other environments where readers were already gathered. So looking for places where, uh, where novelists are gathered, where readers are gathered, whether that's a reading convention, whether that's a library regular book club that happens um, at your local library. Look for places where you can plug into existing reader bases. Uh, they're often really warm uh, to having a local connection to an author to come in and speak. A lot of them do series uh, with in conjunction with local bookstores where they'll come in and sell the books at the library if they need the space for an event. Uh, so there's a lot that happens there that's probably a little bit different from a nonfiction book that would be a little more heady uh, when you're talking about the story world. There's obviously a lot of different things that you can do to, to get your book out into the marketplace. Um, it sounds like especially for a fiction author, but let's, let's back up and start um, with you know the process as you were a fiction publicist when you acquired a new book and you started on a campaign for a fiction author kind of take us through that process like what was the first thing that you you looked to identify with that author or with their story and, and how did you you build a uh, a campaign for a fiction author yes yes so probably very similar to the non to the nonfiction process that we sat down uh, as a team when we were looking at an acquisition and made decisions about what sort of audience already existed for that author, whether that was a built-in audience that they had from another field, uh, if they had a, a day job that uh, included speaking or, or blogging or some other sort of, of outward-facing audience, um, or if we felt like, you know, this author is so much like so-and-so, uh, you know, this really fits nicely into uh, this readership and so we feel like we can continue to build this network here for this author with another. Um, this readership will be really warm to what she has to say. So we really did look for similarities. Um, we did a, a project that I love, this branding exercise, often with authors who were a couple of books in um, and we were starting to make some decisions about what their next novel would be because often with our with our novelists if we were investing for a book we were usually investing for three to five books uh, and we we took a handful of tools uh, namely their reviews uh, so not only industry reviews that were coming out in publications but reader reviews so pulling all those down off Amazon um, off any other any other site any other uh, emails that the author had received from readers saying this is what I love about you and we put it all up on the board and started to look for commonalities uh, so what's what is it that your readership is saying is unique about you? And what is it that your readership is saying, I really love this because it reminds me of so-and-so uh, who's already been in the market for a while. So figuring out what is it that you're writing to, uh, what is it that your audience is really looking to you for as a storyteller can be a really important tool. And then beyond that, you know, making those decisions about what you're writing next, uh, you know, there's just so, so much uh, when, you, when you start to talk about story world, whether that's in a series or in standalone novels, uh, your readers will stay with you if you continue to, uh, to look to them for what it is that, you, that, they, that they love reading from you. Hmm. So as you're pitching, as you're considering, you know, what area you may be considered an expert in and you want to pitch radio and television uh, in your local market. You know, we, we've talked before about the idea that um, 
as a fiction author, you, you create a world yes. that other people may not have lived in. And to right. create that world, there's a certain amount of research that you have to do. And so talk a little bit about that, you know, um, you know how you can you know, kind of create that scenario and how you position yourself with the media as someone who has created this world mm -hmm. to help others relate. Help me recollect that conversation yeah, in its entirety. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things. I, you know, namely, fiction. They, there's a there's a phrase about how you know truth is stranger than fiction, right? So there's there's some believability factor that has to happen in a novel. Uh, that means that a novelist has done quite a bit of research down to the nitty gritty details. Um, I love to watch on Facebook in particular with my novelists when they're um, they're asking for the most minute of details about a particular town or uh, about a, a, a job. A lot of times their their protagonists in their novels are uh, are in you know work roles and occupations that they know nothing about uh, and so making sure that they get all of those details right um, but coming at it from the perspective of a storyteller means that you know something about that role uh, you know as a writer uh, that normal Joe Blow wouldn't know. Uh, and so you've, you've picked up some interesting details, a different perspective uh, that might come to pass when there's a new story, say about a paramedic, for instance. Uh, a novelist has picked up some details that are, that are so interesting uh, from, from a common reader who may not very, know very much about that role on a day-to-day -day basis, but what's her motivation? Uh, what, gets, what gets her out of bed every day? What's she thinking about um, when she's out there running calls? Um, as a storyteller, she gets to kind of explore that inner life that may not be something that's discussed in the news every day. Um, that can become kind of a really interesting human interest story. And I think it's important too to say that, um, you know, if you're pitching a, a, a TV producer, you know, they're gonna see that you're a fiction author. I think it's important, isn't it, to um, help them understand, hey, this is what I've written about, but I'm an expert in this area because yes. I have done enough research to be able to write a believable story here. Help That's them make right. that connection, right? That's because right. I, I didn't know until we talked about that, um, you know, that that, that that was how you approached uh, that with producers um, and, and editors. But yeah, it makes sense. And, and, and I think when they read that, when they see that, they, yeah, they make that connection too. Oh, well, of course. Well, they've, you know, they've done years of research on this particular yes. part of the country or occupation, as you said. That's so yeah, right. they, they are an expert. Great. Let's do this. That's right. But I think if you don't lay that out for them clearly, they get maybe to get that press kit on their desk and go, oh, well, this person's a novelist. What would they know about? You know, I don't. We don't do book reviews. Next, That's right? Yes. You know, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, as far as you know, publicity, you know, opportunities go for speaking of reviews. As far as opportunities go for fiction authors, I, I think a lot of people assume that well, you know, we'll do some reviews. Maybe a blogger or two or a podcaster will find what I've written interesting and that's yes. really it for me as far as publicity opportunities go, but that's not the case. It's not. There really is so much more there. Um, you know, I think back to, fiction was most of my career. Um, I spent about 15 years on the inside in publishing houses uh, and we spent so much time talking to novelists about uh, you know about those opportunities that they normally wouldn't have um, unfortunately when tragedy struck um, I'm thinking to times when um, there was a shooting at an Amish schoolhouse for instance uh, Amish fiction was a huge trend uh, when I was in the industry uh, full-time and the authors there were often the ones who knew more about 
kind of the inside of those communities mm -hmm. uh, than, than really anyone else did. Uh, the ones who had become trusted authorities in that space had been welcomed into communities that were usually closed off to the public. And so we had a number of them who were able to speak about, um, you know, from the perspective of, of why this happened, but also, uh, you know, here's how we can support these communities who've decided to be set apart from the rest of the world. Uh, they, were, they were absolutely the experts in that scenario. Let's talk about some, there's probably some evergreen type stuff that you can create that can act as filler for outlets, right? Um, as a fiction author, let's, what, what, how, do, how would someone go about doing that? What would that look like? As a novelist. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a matter of uh, of laying a calendar on top of your novel just like you would uh, for a nonfiction book. Uh, figuring out if there are particular themes. Uh, I'm thinking about awareness months, um, about any sort of cause uh, that might intersect with your storyline. There's certainly some some overlap there uh, with the nonfiction world, uh, and something that again offers a little different perspective than than maybe what a what a reporter is typically covering uh, when they're covering a harder news story. If there's something there that you can talk about about what you've learned from your research about a particular cause, um, that's always going to be of interest to a reporter to flesh out a, a human story. The publicity process doesn't stop after your interview is over. You know, you really want to maximize that opportunity, uh, give it some shelf life, help you know share that that interview far and wide. What are some of the things you recommend that fiction authors do? Where do they share these interviews, and how do they? you know, help them gain some traction? Yeah, great question. Uh, so I, I think it's it's about being a good host, right? Uh, that if you think about this from, from the perspective of someone who's introducing uh, a reporter maybe to that to that community, uh, sharing on your social media outlets, certainly. Um, I have a number of friends uh, in this world who, who spend some time just going around locally and dropping in on their local bookstores. That's a great time to introduce, uh, you know, have you heard about so-and-so who's, who's new to such and such publication here in town? Uh, being that connector with the community as well. Um, you're in a position to do that. That's that's part of your role as a local author um, is building those connections between those outlets in your town. Which of the social platforms are best for fiction authors to, yeah. to tackle and how many of those do you recommend they kind of jump into? Who should they be following? How do you how do you put together a strategy as a fiction author to do well? So the short answer is whichever one you'll use, right? I, I used to talk a lot. I had a kind of stump speech that I would give at conferences about how I, my number one pet peeve in, in a, a Facebook post or a blog post was don't spend any time telling me about why you haven't written in six months. <laughs> I really don't need to hear that. Uh, pick a platform that you feel comfortable in, that you actually use, uh, that you're connecting with readers. Uh, as a novelist, hopefully you are a reader uh, and you are, you're able to model uh, that community with other readers. Uh, there's, there's certainly a, an audience on Instagram. Uh, Bookstagram is kind of a, a common hashtag. Uh, so you'll see these kind of lay flats uh, that authors are doing, but beyond that, readers readers are finding those. Readers are following those hashtags mm -hmm. for new for new reads. Um, there's still quite a bit happening on Facebook. I feel like uh, for that that particular maybe a little more middle aged or slightly older audience. Mm -hmm. um, Goodreads is another space that really fiction dominates uh, in a lot of ways. So that's a place where. Uh, you can connect with other authors, where you can connect with readers, in particular affinity groups. Um, that one is 
probably not thought of as a social platform, um, but really for novelists, it's kind of a must-have. So you talked about lay flats. What what is a lay flat yeah. for those who don't know? So that that kind of that thing that we joke about, right? Of like making sure that your coffee is just so in a photo, and <laughs> <laughs> framing it next to this, this book with right, exactly, right. exactly, grabbing this plant that's that's yeah. hanging on for dear life and right. setting up this <laughs> right. this perfect little image. Uh, but you know that's that's what Instagram is about, right? Is is kind of creating those those gorgeous images. Um, that gets some traction. That can absolutely get some traction. So as far as bookstagrammers go, are those specific to genre? I mean, is if you're a YA author or a kids author or you know romance, sci-fi, whatever, you know, are you simply searching for fiction reviewers, or are there specific? folks that review each genre and I mean how do you go about finding and connecting with them because I, I think it's of course you leave a comment but you're one of a hundred they may not respond I mean what, what's the what's the best way to it's both and I think that there there are definitely some uh, some reviewers some kind of influencers in those spaces who are specific to genre there are others who uh, who review across genres but again, it's about being a good citizen of kind of the fiction reader community, right? So, so hopefully, if you're writing sci-fi or fantasy, you're also following a ton of those authors as well. Uh, you're participating as a reader mm -hmm. in that space, as a fan of their work. Um, you start to become known in those circles, mm -hmm. and so it's it's about not always being there uh, to to show up and, and pitch your own wares, but also to. To appreciate the work of others in yeah, that space, to review their stuff, Absolutely. right? I mean, and, and comment on their on their things, and, Absolutely. And, and, and that takes time. They need to see your name enough, yes, um, and recognize that. Oh, this is the guy that uh, that reviewed my book, or this is the gal that you know. So that right. when time comes, you say, "Hey, I've got a book. I'd love for that's you to exactly take a look." Right. You're not that person that's asking for something when you've given nothing. That's you know? exactly right. That's exactly right. right. And so, you know, participating uh, in, in spreading the word about their work as well, uh, being a good uh, good citizen of that platform to say, hey, I just finished this book uh, by this other author and it's fantastic. Uh, more than one reviewer uh, we worked with over the years transitioned into writing fiction of their own. Um, and so it's it's a pretty common jump uh, for, those, for those authors to make. So again, it's uh, really Reading begets reading in that space. I, most voracious readers can't get enough. They're reading. Uh, I, I love to tell a story about an event that I went to uh, where we we hosted a breakfast specifically for, we called it uh, How Sweet It Is, and it was for fiction authors uh, in the romance space and readers uh, to come together over this, over this, uh, this breakfast. And we hosted it as a multi-publisher platform uh, and my very favorite photo that I took from that morning, you know, this was the Romantic Times conference when it was still going on, and we had all these hunky cover models who were kind of wandering around the outskirts of the room, helping carry in books. Were they um, shirtless? At the breakfast, you know, we tried to keep the shirts <laughs> on, but throughout the day, really no problem. Nobody wants the chest hair in their eggs, no, right? Not so much, not so much. <laughs> Love it. Um, but they they were not the main event there you know the the readers were either fangirling over our writers our authors who were in the room uh, lining up for their audio for their autographs or they were sitting by themselves at tables reading books hmm. at this social event <laughs> and it's just a, a great picture <laughs> social event, right? right exactly mm -hmm. it's a great picture of of what you know voracious readers look like uh, they're reading multiple books a week uh, so it's not as though they have to choose one uh, on a particular subject matter 
are if they love someone else's work in that particular genre they're going to find yours as well if you're participating well as a good citizen in that space hmm. all right katie look we have got so much more to talk about right yes. there's there's too much for one episode so what we're going to do is we're going to bring you back okay can you do another episode Absolutely. At some point? come sure. back down to the the office here that smells of leather bound volumes yes. and um yeah and coffee and coffee yeah great well we'll bring you back okay Absolutely. thanks for being here with us make sure you come back and catch our second episode with katie hall That's the first part of a two-part series with Katie Hall on fiction. I love there that she talked about being a good citizen of the fiction community. You can't just jump in and immediately expect something from people to whom you've given nothing. So if you want them to care, as Don Ray said in our first podcast back in April, if you want them to care about your product, you have to care about theirs. So just become a good and active member of the fiction community. Review other authors' work. Take the time to promote their work and know, like you've heard us say so many times before, that you're playing the long game here. So sound bites like that, wisdom like that is invaluable. It's the kind of thing that we as publicists know and hear all the time. It's not the kind of thing that you, our authors, friends, and listeners are privy to. And it's the reason we built Local PR Toolkit. It's a one-of-a-kind suite of tools and resources that train you up to be the publicist you've always wanted and needed. You can find more information online at localprtoolkit.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And until next time, remember, the search is over. The publicist is you. The Book Publicist Podcast is part of the Mana 3 Media Network. It is hosted by publicist Jason Jones and is produced and edited by me, David Wilkinson. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd love for you to subscribe to the Book Publicist Podcasts wherever podcasts are downloaded. And be sure to check out our episode show notes. Special thanks to Katie Hall for being on the podcast. Be sure to go to localprtoolkit.com to get started right now on becoming your own publicist. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and you can check out more podcasts by Mana3 Media, including my own, Dad Matters, on Instagram at Mana3 Media. That's M-A-N-A, the number three, media. New episodes of the Book Publicist Podcast drop bi-weekly every other Wednesday, so join us again in two weeks.